Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. Well, good morning, Thrive. How's it going this morning? Good, good. Come on, can we just give it up for our dream team right now? And then do me one more favor before we get started. Can we welcome everyone who's watching online this morning? Come on, let's give it up for everyone that is online on Facebook and YouTube. Man, so good to have you. So good to have you with us and so excited to be here this morning. Come on, it's going to be a good day. First service was off the hook. And then I just want to shout out before we get started. We had our Love Our City event yesterday. How many people were here at our Love Our City event yesterday? Great stuff. We had over 1,500 people. Come on now. Isn't that awesome that we're able to love our city? Over 100 plus volunteers. Love our church. Love what we're doing. I really believe that um, God is doing something really special here and so grateful to be part of what God's doing here at this house and in this church. And so, hey, we're going to get started. We're going to jump right in. Um, We're going to finish our series. It's not an accident. And we've been on this series in the book of Philippians. Each week, we've been diving into different parts of the book. Really, really powerful stuff. Really enjoyed it. And uh, we're going to conclude that today. So do me a favor. Stand your feet. Come on, stand your feet with me. We're going to read it out. And then we are going to jump right into the message this morning. Come on, let's do it. All right. Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 19. It says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned that the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance, and need. Verse 13. I can do all three things through Christ who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share, and it was kind for you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gift you sent. And a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. Verse 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Come on, family. Let's pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing in this room. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the lives that you're touching and the people that you're reaching. And God, I thank you for those watching online or visiting us for the first time today. God, I pray you would speak to their heart. And I pray for us who gather here weekend to week out. God, I pray that you would continue to move and speak and form and develop us in the way that you have designed and called us to be formed and developed. And so we give this message to you. I ask Holy Spirit that you would speak and your voice would be louder than mine and that hearts and minds would be transformed by your word and your gospel. We love you. We thank you. And in Jesus name, everybody said, amen. Amen. Go and have a seat. All right. So 
Um, sometimes, uh, here, here's a little preacher secret. Sometimes you come up on stage and you have a plan and you make real good notes and you feel really good. And then there's sometimes where the Holy Spirit tells you to get rid of your notes and just kind of share something different. And so that's what we're going to do right now. I really feel like there was something we spoke on first service. And so if you, were at, you weren't at first service, sorry, you missed that part, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to change the direction of what I'm going to talk about this morning. And I really felt the Holy Spirit wanting me to really change it as I was sitting down in the corner, kind of getting ready. We're going to use the same passage, but I feel like it's a completely, entirely different message, entirely different thought. And I feel like it's really important for someone in the room. And sometimes, listen, family, sometimes God just wants to get one person's attention. And here at Thrive, we're going to be about that. We're going to be about caring and stopping for the one person. We will do a fall fest with bounce houses and a rock wall and free candy and hundreds of people show up. But if it's worth it, if one person experiences the love of Jesus, we'll do it and we'll do it again and we'll do it again. Why? Because God is so interested, not just corporately for people as a people, but in someone's heart. Jesus didn't die just for people at large, but he died for individuals. He died for you and I. For God, it's personal. You're his favorite, I'm his favorite. That doesn't make sense, but I promise it makes sense in God's eyes. And so I wanted to share something a little bit different that I felt a different direction that I wanted to go through this morning. And um, excuse me if I'm kind of all over the place because I'm kind of formulating what I feel like God wants me to say to the room. But what, what's really important, I feel like God is wanting to speak to someone in the room today is on this verse in Philippians chapter four. I feel like someone is needing to hear this. And this was the phrase that I heard that from there, from, from, from just kind of praying and worshiping is just keep going. Just keep going. And I feel like we live in a culture that has given you permission to give up on the things that really matter. But can I tell you that I believe that God would have you in this room today, whether you're watching online or you're in the room, God would have you in this room today. God would have you come to this service. God would have you sleep in a little bit. That's why you missed the nine o'clock. Come on, let's be honest. God, God would have you here right now because I believe someone in the room needs to hear this important phrase that I think is so desperately needed in your heart and in this time. And I don't know who it's for, but I believe absolutely it's for someone. I know it in my heart is that God would wanna tell someone personally in the room today or online, just keep going. That God is gonna get you through what you're going through right now. And I don't know what you're going through. And I don't know how hard it is. And I don't know how difficult it is. And I'm not going to pretend like I know how difficult it is. But I know that if it's the God that I serve and the God that I love and the Jesus that has rescued me, that if you would not give up and begin to put Jesus at the center of your situation, I'm telling you right now, that same verse that God said in Philippians chapter four, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, that I believe God would give you strength in the moment and the death desert season you're feeling today to get through what you're going through. And it's not going to be your own strength. I believe someone in the room today needs an injection of strength from God once again. Yeah. I needed to tell someone some good news that hope's not lost. 
I needed to tell someone in the room that you're going to make it. I needed to tell someone in the room, and I feel like God would want to tell someone in the room that you can just keep going and you don't have to stop because there is something in your life that is trying to keep you from going to where you know you need to be going next. You know what you're supposed to be doing in Jesus. You know the way you're supposed to be following him. You know the things that you're supposed to surrender, and it just feels like it's a season of tension and a season where you feel stuck and isolated, but I'm telling you that if you would just Keep going. God will get you where you need to go. You can do all things through Christ because he'll supply every one of your needs. Paul scribes this in Philippians. He ends the letter to this incredible church. And I, and I, love, I love this letter. I love the, 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 the church of Philippians. I love the Philippian letter that Paul writes, and, and I thank God that it made it in Scripture because you see the endearment and the affection and the devotion Paul has for this church, and you see that this church has such devotion to Paul and the gospel. The Philippian church, we've gone through it the last few weeks. Man, they're like anyone else, though. They've been through some stuff. Their leaders are arguing. People are trying to teach false doctrine. There's drama in the house. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you might experience drama in your house. There's drama in the house. There's things that are taking place. But what Paul leaves this church in Philippi says, hey, Philippi, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for trusting in the gospel that I gave you. Thank you for following Jesus. And hey, keep going and keep doing what you're doing because what is on your life, hell cannot stop what's on your life. What you are doing, no devil, no enemy can stop what is happening. And I am going to use this as a model for how the church is supposed to function. I would dare to believe today that God would ask us to give us, God would ask us and God would require us now more than ever to give us the boldness and the tenacity and the zeal that the church of Philippi did. What if God would be positioning us in this house in this very moment to get ready for another season that is going to require tenacity and zeal? And what's going to need to take place is not that we throw in the towel now, but that God would continue to use us like he's always used us because something different's coming on the other side. And for some of you in the room who have been trying and fighting and going after God and pursuing Jesus and it feels like you're going to stop and it feels like it's not enough and it feels like I don't know if I'm going to make it. Can I tell you, friends, that if you would just keep going, watch what God is going to do. And I don't mean that to be fluffy or be cute or to get some cool amens in the room. I mean this. I feel this unction in my heart that there is breakthrough on the other side of the tension season that you're in. There is breakthrough on the other side of what you're going through in your marriage. There is breakthrough on the other side of you holding the line with your kids. There is breakthrough on the other side of you doing what's right at work. There is breakthrough on the other side of what you're struggling with in your relationships. There is breakthrough on the other side of the financial situation you're in. And can I tell you, the goal is not to just do what you used to do in sin, but what God has showed you in him. And as you continue to follow him, I'm telling you, if you just keep going, God is is not going to let you go. We have to learn to stay in the game. We do. And, and maybe, maybe for myself, I, I, I'm speaking 
from a different perspective. Obviously, I'm a different generation, millennials, Gen Zers. We t- I talk about that often because I think there is a massive break in mentality and understanding when it comes to an older generation and younger generation. And, and I'll just be honest. Uh, man, we, we are terrible at sticking things out as millennials and Gen Zers. We can't, we can't do nothing. Young people, if, you, like, if you're under 40, it's like we're all wrapped in bubble wrap, man. Sensitive. Shh. Don't worry, I'll do another message for boomers another day. But this one. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know, and then there's different psychologists and and sociologists who have ideas. Maybe, maybe it's because that's just how we built. Maybe it's because it's the internet generation. Maybe it's because what we deal with identity crisis and comparison. Maybe it's because the previous generation built us like that. I don't know. I don't know. But what I have discovered and what breaks my heart is that there are so many people who give Jesus a chance but don't really make a commitment to follow him. And what we have developed in Christianity today is we want all the benefits. We want none of the commitment. We want none of the commitment. We want none of the obligations that God would require us. It's something that God speaks about all throughout the Bible. He has this idea called covenant. And the way covenant would work is this. It's like, hey, guys, I love you. And to stay in love with you, I'm going to love you forever. But for you to love me, for your heart to be in the right place so you could love me, this is God. For your heart to stay in love with me, I'm going to give you rules. I'm going to give you some guidelines, okay? And you need to follow these guidelines because when you go out of the guidelines, you begin to lose your love and devotion to me and you give authority to the enemy where he should not have. And so God makes a covenant with man all throughout scripture. And then he renews this covenant in the gospels with Jesus. And Paul describes this in the New Testament as how we are now under the covenant of grace or the covenant of the gospel. And Paul is using the church of Philippi as an example of, hey, this is how you're supposed to do it. I was just talking to Pastor Matt about this in the lobby earlier. And I thought it was so good. I was asking him, hey, man, how was that? I always do that with my staff because I want to make sure it actually made sense. Anybody know? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, nobody knows. Okay, it's good. Um, They're like, no, we don't. We don't preach, Pastor Chris. You're the only one. Okay, cool. And I was like, Pastor Matt, did that make sense? He's like, yeah, bro. I love how Paul describes what you're supposed to do as a person who follows Jesus in Philippi. This is the model. This is the way we do it. This is how we should function. This is how we should operate. And what I have learned is that part of the game, part of following Jesus, part of going after him, part of doing what's right, part of what is about this thing about following God is you just gotta stay in it and don't give up. You cannot allow emotions and friends and earthly desires and temptations and fear and anxiety and sin and doubt to begin to dictate the most important relationship in your life and that's your relationship with God. And what you would need to do and what I need to do and we need to do constantly is allow ourselves to stay connected following, running after Jesus wholeheartedly so that way the only thing that matters is us and him. And when we do that, God's got us. He's got us. I love this quote by, she's a worship leader. Her name's Missy Edwards. And it says this, it says, if you don't quit, you win. Did you know that? Did you know that? I don't want people who would say they're disciples or followers of Jesus to live in a defeated mentality any longer. It always feels like we're gonna lose. 
It always feels like we're going to end up on the bottom. And listen, I'm not saying suffering doesn't happen. I'm not saying bad times don't happen. I don't say pain doesn't happen. Those things are absolutely a reality. But I also know that in Jesus, God's going to get us through whatever he needs to get us through. And what was meant to kill us is actually God's going to use it to sustain us. And God will use what you have gone through. God will use the pain of your past and give you purpose for your future. This is what the gospel does, is he heals us from our past and he gives us purpose into our future. And he actually uses the things that were supposed to take us out. And he actually uses those to actually hurt the enemy that tried to harm us. I thank God that I went through what I've went through. I thank God that my parents weren't in my life. I thank God that I lost my brother at a young age. I thank God, and, and, and that's audacious to say. How can you be joyful about suffering? That's exactly what Paul is talking about in Philippians. Why? Because man, devil, you messed with the wrong person. <laughs> uh, bro, you messed up now. You thought you can get me? You thought you were going to distract me. You thought you were going to take me out by this and that, by this pain, by this moment, by this trauma, by this suffering. But you don't know that I have this thing called Jesus inside of me, this person who is the living God. And I've been transformed by this thing called the gospel. And what you meant for evil, God's going to turn it for good. And I'm going to use it so that way someone else who is suffering and in pain can know that there's hope. That's the consequences of staying in the game where God will begin to use you again and again and again and again. But family, he cannot do it unless you stay and you do not quit. There should be no room in our mindset that we're gonna quit our relationship with God. There could be doubt. We could be mad. We could be angry at Jesus at times. Scriptures all throughout scripture, there's moments where people are, frustrated and upset and why God and why am I going through this but notice and, and I love it this is what Pastor Zach Henley said months ago when he came he said we do it to not leave you can ask the questions but it's not so that way you can excuse yourself from the relationship you are not looking for terms of divorce because in all actuality if you wanted to divorce your relationship with Jesus it would be our fault and not his but it's actually I'm, I'm trying to stay in this I don't understand, but I'm trying to stay in this. And I, I don't know why I'm going through this, but God would tell you today that I know it doesn't make sense and I know it doesn't feel good and I know it feels awkward, but if you would just continue to trust me and continue to follow me and continue to choose me, I'm gonna get you through all the way. I'm gonna get you through all the way. He says, and you Philippians yourselves, knowing the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered in partnership with me and giving or receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent help for my needs once again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. Do we live a life where we are choosing and investing in God? because that's what it's gonna take. For some of you in the room, like, that's cool. I'm glad you gave me that word. That sounds nice. Don't quit, don't give up. But Chris, I'm gonna quit. 
Anybody ever been in that position where you're at a job? Now I'm talking something separate. Ever been in a job where you know it's just horrible and you're like, I'm going to quit? That's actually one of like the funnest things I do on social media is watch people like quit their job on text. It's like the funnest thing ever. They're like, they wild out. You should, you should see. They're crazy. People just like wild out on their bosses. And you know you're, you're going to quit. And, and sometimes we can get to that place where, man, I'm going to quit. I'm done. I'm done. How do I get to the place where I don't quit? How do I get to the place where I'm not going to give up? How do I get to the place where I'm not going to re- like, like just surrender and, and, and give up? And the thing that I know I'm supposed to keep, my relationship with God, my, my, my passion for God, my desire for God, let me tell you, double down and invest more. When you don't feel it, that's the time to go all in. I will tell you from experience, it is in the moments where it's not happening the way you thought. It is in the moments where you feel like nothing is going the way you're supposed to be going. It is in the moments where you feel like, oh, I hate this and I hate that. It is in the moments of the most uncomfortable that God would begin to pull you deeper to him, but you gotta give him more than what you're giving him currently, not because he wants it, but because what you would begin to do is give everything wholeheartedly and you begin to double down on what you originally did and you begin to invest more and the roots grow deeper and that's going to sustain you through the storm my, my my biological father he would love he loves palm trees he loves palm trees i don't know why he loves palm trees we live in la but we didn't live in that part of la you know what i'm talking about <laughs> maybe that's why he liked palm trees because he wanted to live in that part of la and now we drive through lathrop and you go to church and all these palm trees are coming up Trauma is a funny thing. Um, you remember the bad, but you also remember the good moments. I remember my dad just randomly talk about palm trees. And so every time I see a palm tree, I think of my dad. And I remember my dad, he would drive, we would drive everywhere. He, my dad was, uh, he was in the gang life and the drug life. And uh, when you do drugs, you don't have good eyesight. So uh, at least the drugs he did. And, uh, and you don't have good eyesight, and so I would kind of be his, G- his GPS because how many know back in the day we didn't have MapQuest? We just had MapQuest, and MapQuest was from the devil, let's just be honest. You had to print the things out, and then you went the wrong way, and it was just horrible. And so I, would, I, I was young, and I would help my dad drive, and, and I just remember driving everywhere with my dad, and he would just randomly do rants about palm trees. And, and to this day, I think it's funny how you still, no matter how good or bad your parents are, especially if your parents are, were toxic, you, you still tend to do them. I was just hanging out with cousins yesterday, and they were joking about how every time I get in the car or hang out with them, it's like I'm giving them a TED Talk about something that like doesn't really matter but matters. And so my dad would imagine give me TED Talks about palm trees. All the time, he would see a palm tree. And he'd be like, Chris, do you know palm trees? And I'm like, Dad, I'm five. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does it matter? But I remember this. He would say, Chris, do you know that palm trees, their roots go just as deep as how high they are? And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I remember when my dad got saved, my dad got saved for a little bit. And he would say, Chris, you remember how I used to talk to you about palm trees? And I'd be like, yeah. And he goes, you remember how I used to tell you how the roots would go as deep, as high as the palm tree? And I'd be like, yeah. He goes, that's why they can survive hurricanes in Florida. Because their root is deeper than what people see. I gotta tell you that if you wanna sustain the storms in life, 
If you want God to begin to sustain you through all things, and it feels like there's storms that are in your life, you gotta become, you gotta get to the place where you are not just focusing on the exterior, but you gotta allow a root to get inside of you. You gotta allow a fortitude and a tenacity to get within you. So that way, when you feel like you're giving up, you don't give up. And so what are we doing to allow Jesus to grow the root within us so that way when a hurricane five level storm comes, we're still gonna be there with Jesus and it's not gonna take us out of our relationship with God. Jesus says this in the gospels, that the gospel is like a seed that is sown into the ground. And the, and, the, and the storms came and the rocks came and the, and the weather came and it, and it ate it up or it choked it out because of thorns. But yet the one seed that gained a root that built something on the inside that was developed internally, that was allowed to grow and continue to grow, lasted and built a great return. Can I tell you that the way God supplies your needs according to his riches and glory, the way that God will sustain you, the way that God's gonna continue to do it is you gotta stay in him. And you can. Because verse 13 tells us you can do all things. He's not talking about Steph Curry's shoes. I'm just, I'm just, although we, we like Steph. We're from the Bay Area. Let's just be honest. He's not talking about talents or giftings. No, when, when Paul is saying, I can do all things, it's because Paul just recently described what he went through. I have been brought high and I have been brought low. I have had plenty and I have had little. I know what it means to be content. That's why. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What is he saying is that what outside is happening, my, my circumstance and my predicament does not determine what God can do through me and with me. Actually, my current predicament should be scared of the God that's inside me. Because my current predicament has no idea what I'm capable of because the gospel has transformed my life and Jesus has saved me from the pit of hell. My current predicament, my situation, my circumstance, the people that would be challenging me, the thoughts of giving up and quitting and ending everything should be scared because they have no idea of the fortitude that Jesus provides in us when we allow him to do something deep within us. And next thing you know, it's like that palm tree that a level hurricane fire could come through and it will not break me and it will not stop me and it will not uproot me why because there is something deeper that has happened inside me and it was a man named Jesus who transformed my life and Paul would say Philippi continue to partner with me don't give up don't quit don't let go because if you don't quit you win if you don't quit, you win. Amen. And I know it could feel like you want to quit. But I'm telling someone in the room, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. God, I mean this. God's got you. All of your life has succumbed. It could feel like to this moment where it feels like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. 
Pastor Chris, you don't know what I've been through. And it just keeps feeling like it's happening again and again and again. And I feel like God would tell you that I was there every step of the way. And you are going to make it. Because if I never left you then, what makes you think I'm going to leave you now? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this. I'm going to close with this. And um, I, I, the team's not ready for this, but I'm going to ask for their help. Um, Pastor Albert, come up here. Pastor Matt, and let's go Antonio. Come here, Antonio. Come help me. Give it up for them. <laughs> we'll, give, we'll give them a little round of applause because they had no idea I was going to do this. So. But that's okay. They're all on the team, so they're down. Awesome. Just, just stay right here. All you guys got to do is look cute, which is very easy to do. Two of them are married. I'm just saying, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right pastor matt come over here right there a little bit right there all right perfect you're gonna be jesus okay cool all right you look you you remind me a lot of jesus okay cool. okay cool and then i'm gonna pastor albert i'm sorry you're gonna be our broken messed up past and our all the shame and stuff but i know you're redeemed we love you okay go all the way over here 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 go in the darkness Right there, right there. Camera guys, I'm sorry. You're just gonna have to deal with it. Okay, okay. Tone, you're gonna be every one of us in the room because you, you look like all nationalities almost. I'm just gonna be honest. Like you just, you just fit it. You like it, you're good, you're good. You're, you're like 24 and you have a full grown beard. You know what I'm saying? Like it's great. Okay, so here's the thing. Oftentimes, this is what our relationship with God and our walk looks like where we know where we've came from but we also know where we need to go. And it's what Paul says, I know what's been behind me, but I also know what's in front of me. And here's the reality. Tone, sit right, right here, right here. Pastor Albert, scoot up a little bit, scoot up a little bit. I want, I'm, I'm just weird, I'm OCD, it needs to be a straight line. There we go, back, back up, back up, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, some of us in the room right now feel like quitting because we need to get from here to here. And we feel like this space could be the hardest space. But my question to you today would be this, is if God brought you from here all the way to here, then why are you tripping from God's gonna get you from here all the way to here? And we can so focus on this little gap when if you would remind yourself of how you used to be, how it used to be messed up, how broken, how guilty, how shameful you were, how lies you believed in, how the, the, the chains on your life, the brokenness, and if God was able to get you from here and get you all the way to here, then what makes you think that God's not big enough to finish what he started over here? And I'm not, I'm not a football guy, but football reference, I understand. The end zone is the toughest place to score a touchdown. But if you never try, you'll never score. You'll never make it. And I feel like God would tell someone, family, you are tripping. I, I say that as, a, as a, a term of endearment, but that's just the only word that comes to my mind. <sighs> you are worried. That's a better word. You are worried and you are anxious about the next 10, 20 feet when, broad has, when God has brought you miles from who you were. 
Don't quit because you're almost there. You're almost there. And, and, and here's, here, okay? here, here's the kicker. Ready? Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And this is the gospel that when you t- take two steps and you feel like I can't make it, Jesus comes and grabs you and gets you all the way. And so when you feel like there's no, when, when you feel like there's no more to give, when you feel like there's no more to surrender, when you feel like there's no more to get you through, come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. Because that's sometimes what it's like. It's like, man, I wish I was just a little closer. Man, I wish I was, I wish my marriage was a little better. Man, I wish my relationship with God was a little, man, I wish my finances, right? It's I wish, I wish, I wish. And if you would surrender wishing and actually just put your head to the ground and continue to move forward and continue to trust in Jesus. And at the moment, it might feel like you're not going to make it. God's going to get you through. Because Jesus doesn't expect us always to get to him. He also meets us where we are at. And so if God has brought you from there, what makes you think that God's not going to get you to where you need to be? Do me a favor. Stand your feet with me. Come on. Thank you, guys. Stand your feet with me. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.